This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 146 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for Bluehost for more information today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursday or Friday Eve, as I sometimes like to call it, because doesn't that just sound so hopeful and so exciting? It's the eve before Friday. Also, it lets you know that if you haven't gotten everything done this week, that you need to downshift into getting it done right away. So in the spirit of having deep thoughts and overarching strategy discussion like we do on Thursday, we are going to have some seriously deep thoughts today about social sciences and equality when responding to customers. But before we get all deep into those thoughts, a couple of announcements. I am going to be speaking at Smart Customer Service 2018 at the Renaissance Washington, D.C. Hotel, April 9th through the 11th. So come see me. You can tweet me at at or you can email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com. Let me know if you're going to be there. We can meet for coffee or grab some lunch together. And maybe you can talk to me about what you're doing with your program. Maybe we can get you on the show to tell everybody what you're doing with your program. That would be very awesome. You can learn more about the Smart Customer Service 2018 conference by going to sociallysupportive.com slash smart 2018. And then that will get you all the information that you need. should be beautiful in Washington, D.C. in April. So that would be a great time to go. Maybe you can even go and catch some of the museums and do all of those different things. If you haven't toured Washington, D.C., it's beautiful with all of the history and the museums and everything. And then speaking of places that I will be, I will also be covering and moderating at the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West which is going to be in San Diego, June 7th through the 8th this year. And they will also still have their in the fall in New York City regular leg of the tour that they do. But we will also be doing the West Coast for the first time this year. So maybe we'll get some additional folks in that we don't normally get on the East Coast. I'm very excited about this event. This is one of my favorites because there are so many great thought leaders. There are so many connections that I have made at this conference. And it's just a really great spot for you to have conversations with the speakers, with the the vendors, with the different service providers to learn more about what it is people do. So make sure that you come on out. And if you see me, I'll have a booth there. Come over and say hi. You can learn all about 
my coaching services, my consulting services, you can learn about I even coach for podcasting. I don't know if you guys know that. So you can learn all kinds of those things. So head on over to socially supportive.com slash CSS West, CSS West, that will get you all the information that you need about that event. And make sure that you join that social pack pretty soon. I know I talk about it at the beginning of every show. But since my new book, What Customers Want, is coming out soon, I'm clearly going to be giving excerpts of the book early to the folks that are members of the social pack. And so if you haven't joined yet, you're going to want to make sure you do that pretty soon so that you don't miss out on that. Okay, let's move to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from George Mason, who said, We came equals into this world, and equals we shall go out of it. And our book of the day by Shep Hyken is titled, Amaze Every Customer Every Time. So what are we talking about today? Okay, if you have heard me on the past talk about me being a nerd of social sciences, this is so true. And so I, this week, as we're talking about what's in the news, happen to be reading this article by the London School of Economics and Political Sciences, which was titled, Fast and Fair, Delivering Customer Service on Social Media, which was written by Waxia Rui and Abraham Seidemann. And I'm reading this because I love information about social sciences and what makes people do the things that they do, part of what I studied. Now, normally, I bring the ideology of social sciences and the underpinnings of the things that I talk to you about are based in some of social science, but I leave you guys out of the nerdy social science part because this show is about delivering great customer experiences, and not everybody's into my nerdy social science. But this article I thought was very important in terms of the research that was done and what questions we should then probably be asking ourselves as leaders of digital and social customer care. So I am bringing the majority of this article to you because it may not come across your desk otherwise, which is a little different from what I normally do. Normally, I only drill down deep on one piece of an article and then let you sort of go into the rest of it on your own. But let me tell you about this article. So on yesterday's episode, we talked about incident response, and I sort of mentioned the impetus for the writing of this article. This article seems to have been inspired by the United Express Flight 3411. It's the first thing they talk about in the article. And if you're not familiar with what happened on flight 3411, there was a passenger named Dr. David Dow who was bloodied and dragged from his seat because he refused to give up his paid seat to a United Airlines employee. Now, the CEO of United Airlines at the time issued a statement justifying the removal of that passenger and then also issued a memo that commended the crew for following the procedure that United Airlines had at the time. So experts in the legal arena, according to this article, are still disagreeing over whether the airline had the right to do this or not. And it may be that we see laws change about whether airlines can or cannot do this, or at least be crafted to say whether airlines can or can't do this. But regardless of all of that, the point to us is that customers still, regardless of the legality, posted their view of the treatment as unfair to this passenger on social media. And perhaps we can all 
you know, listening to this podcast, perhaps we can all think to ourselves, if we were the person who had paid the appropriate fare for our seat on a United Airlines plane, and then a person, an employee of United Airlines, maybe they're deadheading from one location to another, maybe we're supposed to give up our paid seat so that that person can have our seat on the airplane. But we paid for it. And so this has read as unfair treatment to a lot of people on social media, and they are voicing their concerns, which turns into a social customer care issue, right, for United Airlines. So this article starts out by sort of reminding us about this United Airlines issue that happened last April, April 2017, and then brings us back to the nature of customer response. And I'm going to paraphrase here based on what we know about customer response and call centers. It's different in the article. But essentially, we know that when calls come into call centers, they're coming into a queue. You're usually using an IVR system that is getting information from customers about what their issue is, and then routing the calls to people who have the skills to deal with these issues. If it's a billing issue, you go to billing. If it's a tech support issue, you go to tech support. If it's a complaint, maybe there's an escalated complaints department, depending on your company and your vertical. So we're also doing something probably called triaging by the urgency of the issue. So we might be giving priority to issues that are technical in nature. I even talk about this on episodes, different ways that you can triage and give priority or precedent to certain issues depending on the severity of the issue. And so we're used to triaging by issue. And maybe if you have a billing issue and there's not enough agents, perhaps you're waiting in line behind somebody who has a technical issue where their service or their product is not working at all or isn't functioning as designed because you have a question, but they're experiencing loss of ability to use what they've paid for. And this is something that we've done for a very long time in call centers. It's expected. Typically, you answer all calls if there is capacity. Now, some companies may not have budgeted enough funds to hire enough people to answer all of the calls that are coming in, either because they didn't have in forecasting that calls were going to get that high, or because they've said, listen, we've only got this percentage of our budget. We don't have any more budget to answer calls. So if it overflows, then people are just going to have to wait a certain amount of time. This is the strategy that has been out in call centers for decades, and we're familiar with this. Now, if we look at the nature of customer response on social media, what we have is a different situation because companies pull in the mentions that one, that they're able to find because, you know, if people are making mentions of your brand on private Facebook pages or their accounts are locked down, you know, companies may not be able to see all of these mentions. So you don't even have the opportunity to pull them in. And then also, we're determining what we want to search for in much of our fancy tools that we're using by saying that we want to pull in mentions of certain keywords. Maybe it's around our brand holistically, but maybe we're excluding some things too. So we're choosing what we pull in to some extent as volume that comes into us. We can make as much volume in social media as a company can handle, right? And so then companies are then determining based on what they have decided to pull in. We're then making decisions again about which one of those mentions we will or will not answer. 
We actually talked about that yesterday on incident response, that sometimes people make comments to us that maybe our company has deemed that it's inappropriate or unnecessary or outside of scope or bandwidth to answer. And when we do answer those posts, we determine the order of the mentions that we're going to answer. So we can give priority through our tagging inside of a tool based on, just like you would in a call center, the urgency of the request or the nature of the request. For example, like I said, if it's a billing issue, then maybe it's a priority two or three. If it's a technical support issue, then maybe it's a priority two. And then if it's a complete outage or loss of service or your product didn't show up, that's a priority one. So the way that we answer these in a particular order, we're giving it priority based on that. But in social customer care, we have another layer that we can add, and that is the importance of the poster. That's right, the importance of the poster. How important is the person who is posting this comment, tweet, post, whatever it is, how important is that person to us? And some of the ways that we can determine how important that person is, is by how much money they spend with us. If we already know which customer this is by their profiles, are they a big spender? Do they spend a lot of money with us every month, every week? Are they a repeat customer? Or we can also say, we want to reply to the people who are most popular first, people who have the most fans, the most followers, people who then also maybe have a lot of influence. Maybe they're celebrities, maybe they're politicians. There could be any number of ways, depending on our vertical and depending on our company, that people could be determined to be more important and they are given priority service. Now, I will say, and it doesn't talk about this in the article, but companies, even in a call center capacity, have always given, depending on the company, priority service to VIP customers. And this could be politicians, celebrities, what have you. And the way that that priority servicing is given to those people is maybe they don't call into the regular call center. Maybe they have the telephone number of a connection that they have who has a position of power at this company. And as I say these things, I'm not assigning right or wrong to any of this. I'm posing this to everyone who's listening so that this can be sort of thought through for your particular company and your organization. Now, let's get into the research that was done. This research was conducted by Priyanga Gunaranth there at the London School of Economics and Political Science. Now, in the research, they examined factors that may affect the chance and speed of a complaint receiving a response from an airline. So this was focused specifically on airline, but I think it's relevant to all different verticals. They controlled for time, content of the complaint, overall volume of complaints at the time. And the result of the research was this. Customers with more social media followers are more likely to, one, receive a response, and two, those who did receive a response receive one faster than those with fewer followers. And it was noted in the article that this goes against claims that social media customer service doesn't consider influence when responding. 
because they're saying companies tend to deny providing preferential service based on influence. So if companies are asked, they say, oh, no, we don't, you know, give people faster service because they're more influential. We treat all of our customers the same. And the reason stated in the article is that that would be unfair because social psychology theories, here's where I'm going to nerd out on you for a second. The article says social psychology theories suggest fair allocation of resource should be consistent with at least one of three principles of distributive justice, equality, equity, and need. What is equal? What is fair? Or who needs something the most? So if you're providing preferential treatment to somebody because they are more popular or have more influence, that would violate all of the three principles of distributive justice. What does that mean in layman's terms? It means that people start to get their spidey senses tingling that what you've done is not fair. So let's take a minute for that to soak in. Now we know, and the article talks about it a little bit, we are running businesses. Businesses, whether you are for-profit or non-profit, in my estimation, are always trying to maximize resources because you're either trying to maximize profit to shareholders, stakeholders, or private company owners, or you're trying to minimize the resource needs of a non-profit or not-for-profit organization when people are donating these funds. So either way, you're always trying to get more squeeze out of that lemon. You're trying to get more bang for your buck. And that's to be expected. And one of the ways we get more bang from our buck is to try to maximize our efforts. How do you maximize your efforts? Well, if you've got someone who has 5,000 followers or you've got someone who has a million followers, if you get to the person first who has a million followers, then you can minimize any sort of brand impact or maximize brand lift, meaning you can make your brand look better in front of a lot more people. And you just get more bang for your buck out of that than just answering one particular individual who is not going to tell probably a lot of people about the experience that they've had. They don't have the power to impact your brand the way that the other person does. However, I will say that because there is a lot more visibility to what brands are doing online and there is a lot more technology available to brand advocate groups, there's a lot more technology that makes everything that we do very visible and we don't know what's going to be possible in the future. It's possible that people can do backwards research later on, historical research, to understand what it is that companies did back before we had a way to understand it. Remember when DNA evidence was very young and we would get these DNA samples and we didn't really know if it would ever be helpful? Now they're doing forensic studies and going back into old cases, freeing people who shouldn't have been jailed and jailing people who shouldn't have gone free. Remember that your company image can be either freed or jailed in the same way with what's happening now. So what should companies do? Well, the authors of this article suggest these three things be done now to save yourself trouble later. Number one, be fair. Number two, embrace transparency. 
And number three, monitor and benchmark your social customer care KPIs. I will offer you that you can roll back to episode three and episode eight, and that gives you my top nine KPIs for social customer care, plus there's a bonus KPI in there. That, to this point, can't very easily be calculated now, but may be more easy to calculate in the future. So that's what I bring to you. And this is really like I do on Thursday, a thought starter for you to say, are the practices that I'm using in my digital and social customer care about prioritizing my traffic fair? Are they transparent? And can I measure what's being done? And do I feel good about it? Today's episode has been brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. So just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for craftbeerclub.com to learn more today. All right, guys, this has been Thoughtful Thursday. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Freeform Friday where we will go freestyle and talk about whatever we feel like because it's Friday. And tomorrow... We feel like talking about ways to build customer relationships. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.